3: To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips.
1: When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall.
3: Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is The Lombardi Live with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSN.
4: Okay, it is a Lombardi line presented by BetMGM as we welcome you in. I'm Patrick Maher. It's always going to be salacious when Mike Pritchard sits in for Michael Lombardi. Michael Lombardi, of course, he'll be back tomorrow as he travels down to Biloxi to go hang out with Jick Jack at the Beau Rivage. We'll have a full slate here on the Lombardi line on a college football Saturday, but week one continues in college football. I just wanted to say this as I introduce Pritch. One thing, as we roll out the new lineup here at VEASAN, and it's an exciting time right now, it's very important to become a VEASAN pro and become a subscriber because Steve Mackinnon, who for years now has put together Point Spread Weekly, he has a bet system which essentially it's stability rankings amongst the college football teams. And he's off to a four 0 start. So you got to become a VEASAN pro to get those bet systems. Go over to VEASAN.com slash subscribe to check out Mackinnon's four 0 start with that bet system. And I mentioned it's salacious, Mr. Pritchard, <laughs> because you were, you were having some fun reading some of those Tom and Giselle headlines before the show started, my man. What's oh going my on? goodness.
5: Hey, great to be with you, Patrick. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy to think about. I mean, uh, the leaks continue with this guy, right? I mean, the whole retirement thing and then now his personal life. And you wonder how that's going to affect Tom Brady. I mean, he's been buttoned up, tightened up for majority of his career. Uh, and now towards the end of it, we're seeing uh, more of Tom Brady in his life, right? And so it's, it's kind of not shocking. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't be that strong with it. But it is surprising, though, that this is happening for him right now.
4: Well, and you mentioned leaks, and we're going to get to the Bucks coming up in about 12 minutes. Here's what's important: We're not trying to be salacious on Vesen by talking about the story, but mm-hmm. as a better, you truly are trying to uncover every single variable. And if you have the best player in football, or one of the best players in football, in marital strife, that's a variable to take a look at. I mean, these are the Bucks are your second betting favorite at seven to one to win a championship. They're your favorites in the NFC at plus 330. They're big time favorites in division at minus 250 and set at 11 and a half over at DraftKings on the season win total. I mean, this, as as we kid about the salacious nature of this, right. it's also important to every stone needs to be turned over here. Pritch.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Patrick, uh, I couldn't agree with you more on that one because, you know, so much of being a professional athlete uh, is about being selfish uh right it's about our ego it's about being a competitor uh and certainly you're trying to win uh and you're doing everything possible to try to do that and that means I'm going to spend a lot of time at the facility I'm going to spend a lot of time with my coaches and with my players and I'm not going to spend a lot of time with my wife uh and my kids who are growing up right his kids he's got a, an elder child too from yep. a different lady and, and certainly Giselle but the, the family dynamic is in play here I mean I I don't want to deep dive into his personal business because I never try to do that. And certainly in the locker room, we never try to do that. But I've seen some doozies uh, in the locker room when it comes to (laughs) marital issues that can affect a premium player. And I'm talking about... You know, pro bowler and and certainly well, hold all on pro the, type hold, of play. Okay.
4: Hold, hold on to it because we're in in about 10 minutes, right. where Pritch has got some funny stories. We will not mention names. Yeah, we won't but go with names, right. It is yeah. always fun when I get to work with TMZ Pritch. And <laughs> speaking of Mike Pritchard, of course, former first round draft pick, uh, the only professional athlete on the roster here, V Sin. Um Stephen Bond, the great producer, Mm. just mentioned to me that you might be flossing today. Are you wearing a ring today? Are you flossing? Well,
5: so Michael Lombardi flosses, right? He's got the Super Bowl ring. So he flosses, which he should. I I, I bring this big boy out every once in a while, and I'm trying to throw out some positivity into the universe for my bus uh, because nobody believes in my bus tonight, right? (laughs) Uh, And so I'm trying to throw this out into the universe. Yeah, this is a national championship ring. Uh, So I got it on. I never put it on, really. There's only two occasions, maybe three, uh, that I'll throw this bad boy on. But today, uh, I felt like I needed to throw it on.
4: Well... No offense, and we'll get to TCU Colorado there in Boulder, but there is good reason not to support the Buffs. I mean, (laughs) these are two teams, TCU and Colorado, that are rebuilding. Uh Check out the steam here. Eight and a half. It's super steamy. Eight and a half opener. TCU on the road. Bet up to 13 and a half. In fact, a couple of books have that key number of 14. So with all due respect to your Colorado Mm -hmm. Buffs and a championship that was, no offense,
5: Pritch a long time ago. This is it's still out there in the universe, though. Patrick, it's still out there, though. I mean, right?
4: Is that what you're, you're <laughs> yeah, trying to that, You're telling me you're trying sure. to manifest? Absolutely, uh, you're
5: trying to manifest a champion. Okay, absolutely. We'll, we'll get into the but. We'll get into I that. I will tease gap. this though. I think I found an angle, perhaps, to back the buffs here. How about that? Look at
4: look at you, my man. Look at you now. A couple of teaching moments and important moments from last night. Last night was so much fun. Week one, it feels like it's been going on forever. Last night was incredible. And, of course, you had West Virginia and Pittsburgh. The backyard brawl was back. That atmosphere in Pitt was freaking electric at Heinz Field. It was because, remember, West Virginia is only, what, 75 miles away, as you know. And they brought, after 11 seasons, Pritch, they brought the rivalry back. Uh, But here's what's very important. Remember, Pitt, a 38-31 winner, so a 7-point win, that number closed Mm 7.5. The importance of getting the best of the number, that number opened 6.5. So again, if you bet Pittsburgh off the opener, you're a winner. If you waited and got steamed up to 7.5, you're a loser. It's as simple as that.
5: Right, right. It goes way over, too. I mean, the thing about this uh, game, too, Patrick, and I mentioned this on one of our final BAA shows, Betting Across America shows, in terms of rivalry games. Uh, whether it's big brother, little brother, or whatever, rivalry games just changes everything, especially if they're the first mm-hmm. game of the year. Like, Pitts Pitt might be a better team later on, right? Uh, they have better athletes, maybe better coaches, who knows? West Virginia, we, we don't know what the season's going to turn into. But what did these two teams um, focus on all offseason? Each other, right? Uh, right. And, and, you know, you can make this a uh, situation because they hadn't played in a long time. Uh, and people are, okay, what rivalry really exists because these kids don't even know about that. They'll get programmed to know about that, though. And that's the thing about kids when they get to campus at 17, 18, 19 years old and coaches and alumni and boosters, they will program you. They say, look, this pit game is the most important game on the schedule. And so they gear up for it, and we saw that emotion. We saw 70,000 people uh, in the stands because of college game day. Uh, so I think when you throw that into the mix with college football, forget your handicap because you have to start looking at emotion, you have to look at preparation, and then certainly you have to look at what uh, these athletes are capable of doing. Certainly once that game kicks off, that ball kicks off, and, and all, all that's on display right there. So I, I think penalties were on display too. You can't cap that. You can't cap fatigue uh, and certainly key injuries. And we saw that uh, play out in that game last night.
4: It was lit. It was honestly lit. Right. And, I, you know, this Narduzzi's approach offensively was supposed to be stall ball. Remember, Whipple left, mm-hmm. and Narduzzi comes in. He brings a new offensive coordinator over from BC who likes to run the football. Narduzzi's an old defensive-minded, run-the-football, blue-collar right. type of dude. But we saw that number fly over the total. Close 50, steam down to 49.5 at a couple of shops, and a 38-31 finish. Speaking of overs, how about Central? Fire up chips in Oklahoma State. Remember, Oklahoma State last year, you think Gundy, you think offense. Their defense was awesome. Mm -hmm. However, they lost their defensive coordinator, who's now at Ohio State, and the chips go into Oklahoma State and Stillwater and put up 44. However, Oklahoma State 58. They don't cover the 20-and-a-half, but as Bond mentioned before the show started, they hit the total. The total closed 58-and-a-half. Oklahoma State (laughs) scored 58. (laughs) And how about Central? Putting hanging forty
5: four in Stillwater. Hey man, I won't sleep on Central. I've called a game up there, uh, Patrick, and and it's a it's a it's a haul to get there. I mean, two different airports. I think by the time I got up there, but uh, Mount
4: Pleasant, Michigan, Mount Pleasant, dude. I've been. I have family that lives there. We go to the casino. It is a it is a weird place, bro. My first taste
5: of Culver's be honest with you right there uh (laughs) near the campus right absolutely so um no but you know you're thinking of the pedigree or you're thinking about some uh, people that have come through that program too and uh i'm not shocked at that Uh, i think this is this is college football in a nutshell you know you have nil you have desires to get to the national football league you also have these kids that are going to these camps manning camp all these pro football camps uh since they were youngsters right and and so now when they get their opportunity, if they're going to an institution that understands these kids want to get to the next level, uh, certainly they're ready-made. I, I believe college football is in a great spot because a lot of these players are are farther along than you would think. Uh, the development stages, that's what I'm talking about. So yep. am I shocked at this, the first game of the year? Not really, but Oklahoma State, I mean, a lot of firepower, uh, certainly there with the, with the Cowboys.
4: And one more note from Thursday night, week one, Pritch, and then we'll, continue, we'll get to the NBA news that okay. kind of shocked – the sporting world yesterday, that being Penn State and Purdue. How about Sean Clifford? Year four as a starter, a magical one-minute drive. Mm. And if you're like me and you were on Purdue heavy at three and a half, RIP to that bet because the comeback there with Clifford and a 35-31 winner. That number opened three and a half. We had Vinny on from behind the book at the South Point mm-hmm. yesterday here on the Lombardi line, and he mentioned there was no movement. I mean, literally everybody closed Penn State three and a half,
5: 110, Right. So that number wasn't going
4: anywhere. And it's a four-point win for Penn State in the last minute there with
5: Clifford. Yeah, we'll say this, considering how Penn State's season ended last year. I mean, as a better, uh, I, I like what I saw right there. Now, I didn't play this game. I, like you, would have been on Purdue. I probably would have teased it uh, just because of the situation – uh, with these two schools and okay Penn State going on the road in that atmosphere uh, first game of the year and getting that victory the way that they did I, I think that's going to pay dividends for that school uh, along the way in their schedule this year
4: yeah yeah but you just chill out a little Pritch because remember Franklin and Penn State they opened what five and zero last year and mm-hmm. completely fell right, apart right that is and they lost <laughs> a bunch on that front seven defensively mm-hmm. again that's not a good defensive team. They're at Purdue, but it's a nice win on the road to open up the season. It's not easy to go there. It's not e- West Lafayette, although right. it's not you know it's not Tuscaloosa. It's not easy to go on the road and win week one.
5: Yeah, I'm just saying the feeling's good in that locker room because of what you're happened right. to them last year, right? And then okay, you're going to gravitate. You're going to use that all year long. Look what we were capable of. Look what we did. And uh, in, in the face of going against Purdue, so I, it could pay dividends. I, I'm filing away for for Penn State though.
4: Makes sense, Pritch. I don't know if you've been to Kalamazoo. You've been to Mount Pleasant, Michigan. I don't know if you've been to Cal- Kalamazoo or East Lansing. However, Western goes Kalamazoo to East Lansing, take on Michigan State tonight. you got a Big Ten matchup, Illinois, off a Week 0. Very impressive win against Wyoming. They're right. headed to Bloomington in Indiana. We'll get to those matchups a little bit later in the show. Will Hill's going to join. Adam Burke's going to join. you got Pritch Flossen. Coming up next, the NBA was like, hey, or hold my beer. <laughs> Let's just show that. Just, zoom, zoom, in, zoom on that. in on <laughs> that. NBA, Mitchell to the Cavs. The market adjusted. We'll get to that next year on Lombardi Line.
3: To start listening.
6: You're listening to the Lombardi line on VCN. Featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again,
0: here's
4: Patrick Maher. Okay Brent Musberger, thank you. It's football season and better know this this is money making season. We're gonna help you. Remember. You got to go get the guide, college and pro football betting guides. You got 350 digital pages as far as college, 110-plus when it comes to the NFL. Only VEASAN subscribers, so you got to become a VEASAN pro. It's very simple to do. You go VEASAN.com slash subscribe. 175 bucks right now takes you through the Super Bowl. It's 50% off. Go check it out now, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You'll see Pritch in there. You got Lombardi in there. Again, it's com slash subscribe as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher. He is Mike Pritchard sitting in there at the Circa. And for Michael Lombardi, Lombardi will be back tomorrow as he heads... With his lovely wife Millie down to Biloxi, I don't know if Lombardi knows what he's getting himself into because down in the Bayou they like to get loose, Pritch, <laughs> down there, and Jick Jack Johnson likes to get loose as well, who runs the race and sports book there at the at the Beau Rivage. So uh-huh. I'm not sure Lombardi knows what he's getting himself into, but it's going to be a fun show tomorrow to find out. Yeah,
5: Patrick, something tells me that Lombard, Lombardi will have his mind right though. I think you he'll think get so? there. Yeah, I think he'll get there. You know, it's all about the environment that you're in you know Michael is a, Very well. he's a he's a performer and and so if you get your mind right you can handle any situation
4: speaking of getting your mind right we're going to talk about when marital strife or relationship strife enters the betting market and that's with Giselle and your boy Tom Brady coming up in a little bit also TCU Colorado a little bit later is it a disrespectful number TCU laying close to two touchdowns on the road there in Boulder but yesterday out of nowhere the Cavs stunned the NBA, excuse me, stunned the sporting world, sent three unprotected first-round picks. Colin Sexton, remember, injured last year on a sign-and-trade. Laurie Markinen, nice player. Also, O'Shea Abaji, the first-rounder out of Kansas, to the Jazz for Donovan Mitchell. Now, again, Mitchell was talked about being moved to the Knicks, but Danny Ainge, who's a wizard with rebuilding, <laughs> Danny Ainge said no to the Knicks offer, and rem- and the markets reacted very swiftly yesterday. Uh, The books, as far as the win totals jump from an average of right around. I got bonds notes as well. I Mm -hmm. averaged the books where they jumped. Remember, every book's going to be a little bit different. They jump Pritch up from 42 and a half on the win total up to 47 and a half. The title odds, 125 to one, all the way down to 25 to one at a couple of shops, 30 to one at a couple of shops, 12th best title odds in the NBA. The Cavs are sitting there right now. And I'm gonna let you run with this for a second, but it makes a ton of sense. Mitchell slides next to Garland, Mm -hmm. who broke out last year. You've got Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, who can do something offensively. They're not the Gobert piece defensively, but they can protect Mitchell, who's a just a horrendous defensive player. So you got to make up for that when it comes to Mitchell. But again. 25 years old, and the Cavs land a superstar.
5: They did. Uh, they needed to. Uh, Mitchell needed them, too. I mean, he needed to get out of Utah, certainly. Rudy Gobert, I mean, weeks ago, months ago. I mean, you think about that situation uh, when he leaves, right? And then Danny Ainge gets the haul for Rudy Gobert. Uh, so I, I, hindsight's always 2020. I mean, the win total standpoint for Utah, even. I mean, they're totally in rebuild mode, right? Uh, but Donovan Mitchell going over to Cleveland, I don't know what that's going to do for Cleveland from me uh embedding Cleveland this year because you have two small guards. You can play small ball. I get it, right? A lot of teams are going small that way. You mentioned Allen. You mentioned Mobley, what they can do, too. Uh, you know, what's crazy to me uh, is the size of the guards and backcourts, though, in the Eastern Conference, Patrick. and Good point. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, yeah, liability defensively. You mentioned that, too, before. But I think he's crushed, too. I, I think he wants that uh, stigma of not being a sh- superstar erased I mean, Shaq kind of called him out on it, uh, certainly on one of those shows there on TNT. And and so I think that's kind of stuck with Donovan Mitchell. Now you got Garland who can get injured and Mitchell. We know those hammies uh, could not last the entire season too. So I like it on paper initially. The reaction too seems good, but when you deep dive into it, uh, I just wonder how the Cavs are going to match up all season long with, uh, with that smaller backcourt.
4: Uh, I think he's overrated. I'm going to okay. be fair with right. Mitchell. I do think he's overrated. And you talk about the elite teams in the East. Now, he's a playmaker, and uh-huh. he's going to get Mobley. He's going to get Allen, who are better, like I said, offensive players and Gobert. They're not the defensive player. Uh, an all-timer de- Gobert's an all-timer defensively. Right. But when you talk about the East, you know I, I mentioned the Cavs sitting 12-1 in conference, but the Bucs are better. The Bucs are your favorites in division mm-hmm. there. You can get the Cavs right now plus 300. The Bucs are minus 275. Uh, the 76ers, the Nets, the Celtics, the Heat all of a sudden, the, the east is pretty deep right now, Pritch.
5: Right, it really is. I mean, I think Cleveland had to do something, uh, you know, and in, in regards to uh anticipating what Mitchell can bring, uh, but maybe they're not done too. I, I who knows? But uh, from that side of things, I, I just can't gravitate and get too excited about this move. I right? it's a good move, it's a solid move, but it, it just doesn't move the needle for me, uh, in terms of the, I don't want to overreact to it either. Uh, I, I'm just looking at what I've seen before from Garland and, and certainly the, the young pups that they have out there in Cleveland. So you throw in Mitchell. He might not even last a season, though. We know about his uh, injury history, just like Harden. We know about his uh, injury uh, history, too. So uh, I I hope it works out from a competitive standpoint. But again, I I just look at everything else on paper right now, Uh, the size of the teams in the East. uh, It's going to be difficult, in my opinion, for Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland, they're going to be exciting, right? They got exciting players. Maybe they find a way to play small ball. Uh, Maybe they find a way uh, to make that work. Uh, But I'm going to have a wait-and-see approach, though, when it comes to the Caps.
4: Let's take a look at the jazz market, Pritch. And you use the the word that is very important right there, competitiveness. Now, mm-hmm. this is important for new betters to understand, and I think most casual sports fans understand. The NBA right now is a disaster as far as competition, as far as night to night what teams are giving it, and also the Jazz are tanking. Yeah. And let's be very clear: this is a pretty good team on paper. Their win total fell to an average of 26. So expectations <laughs> That's are super low. Right. I mean, it's 26 wins, Pritch. It's ridiculous. But listen, they added 13 first-round picks and mm-hmm. swaps this offseason. They shipped Gobert, of course, to Minnesota. They've got Sexton and Conley in the backcourt. They've got Bogdanovich. They've got Markkanen. They've got Abaji, the kid out of Kansas. They've got Jordan Clarkston. It's not a terrible team on paper, but here's the deal. They're tanking. Right. This is a front office initiative. It's going to be a good draft next year. Danny Ainge does not want wins. Remember, Quinn Snyder's out, head coach as well. This is a team that on paper could win, but I'm telling you, betters beware because they're tanking.
5: Yeah, I mean, that's what I mentioned earlier. Hindsight being 2020, I mean, Danny Ainge collects picks. We know that. Uh, and so the Rudy Gobert uh, move right there should have been an indicator for me. Uh, but football has been on my radar. You know, I, I didn't get out in front and try to anticipate uh, Danny Ainge continuing to c- uh, collect picks, <laughs> uh, certainly. I mean, that's his track record, right? And uh, you mentioned it, they're in full rebuild mode. Uh, we'll see how competitive they'll they'll be. Uh, but my goodness, we know the track record from Danny Ainge out there in Boston. He collects picks. Uh, he holds on to them. We'll see what he does with them too. But uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, just keep that, I guess, file that away. Because uh, in, a, in a few months... Uh, we're going to be able to place some bets there on the NBA, in particular the Utah Jazz.
4: The NBA essentially felt left out yesterday, and they <laughs> sent that text that I'm sure you've sent many a times, Pritch. It simply read, you up, question <laughs> mark, <laughs> to sports fans. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> Don't run with that. No, no I will it, 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 it was too funny. early. We, we, I, it, is, it is much too early to talk about that. It, it's just funny where – College football, the anticipation and the sports bet in the market is college football. We've talked to Vinny ad nauseum about this. College football is starting to close that gap. The NFL is always going to be king. But the amount of wagering on college football over the past three to five years has been really uh, just incredibly. The handle's gone way up. Um, So we got week one Mm -hmm. of college football. You've got we're less than a week away from L.A. hosting the Bills and the NBA jumped into The news cycle yesterday with Donovan Mitchell headed to the Caps. Now, again, supposed was the Knicks. So Mitchell goes from Utah to Cleveland when New York could have been in the mix. Just as far as a human being, a little bit of a bummer. And I can say that. I'm from Michigan, Midwest.
5: (laughs) Okay, you can say that. You know what? Uh, Again, Mitchell, I I think something else is driving him too, though. I mean, obviously, uh, New York would have been fantastic. But uh, I, I, I just think when you get embarrassed the way that he did. Uh, when a peer or, or not a peer, a legend, right? Calls you out and says, you're not a superstar. I mean, what did he say? I didn't hear it. What did a, he TNT, say, remember what he Mitchell, said? Yeah. Something to the fact that he's not a superstar. He's a great player. That kind of thing. He's not a superstar and all that. I mean, I think, uh, I think when that happens to you, you know, certainly your ego gets bruised. Um, it, it's embarrassing though. I mean, but, but that's that show too at times, right? I mean, you got to be able to handle that stuff. Uh, but it, it looked like everything was falling apart out there in Utah. I mean, you heard the rumors, too, about Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell and all that since since the COVID thing. And um, I, I don't know. Uh, it, was, it was probably just a transition point that Utah's in right now. And certainly, when Gobert was gone, uh, everything's on the table. I think Conley and a lot of the other guys could be uh, still on the table in terms of what salary cap situation and, and how many guys they have down that roster. So, uh, complete rebuild mode. But I, certainly, a fresh start uh, for Donovan Mitchell to kind of – make a different name for himself, if you will, in the Eastern Conference.
4: So I said betters beware when it comes to the Jazz. And again, their win total sitting 26. That's tank mode. They're not trying to win basketball games this forthcoming season. One thing I will say about the Cavs, we'll close out the conversation and get back to Brady in the mm-hmm. box. One thing I will say about the Cavs, Pritch, is they had their best record since LeBron left last year. They won 44 games last year. Right. Now they missed out on the postseason just barely, but they won 44 games. And their total before the trade was 42 and a half. It's jumped up to 47 and a half. This was a 44 win team without Donovan Mitchell. They add the dynamic Mitchell, and it's now sitting 47 and a half. Something for betters to think about. Also, let's get Salacious coming up next. Every variable needs to be attacked if you're a sports better. Tom Brady's personal life and the Bucks overview coming up next with Pritch right here on the Lombardi line, presented by BetMGM. It's vSynt the sports betting network.
0: listening to the Lombardi Line on Vsin featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again here's Patrick Maher.
4: Okay, it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options. You can go in-game with betting, boosted odds specials and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip. Bring that state-issued ID. Bam! You're ready to go. Got to be 21 years or older. It's the king of sports books. 1-800-522-4700. If you have an issue, please gamble responsibly. Okay, we're back. It is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course, there at Circa is Mike Pritchard sitting in for Michael Lombardi. Today, Lombardi will be back tomorrow live from Biloxi, Mississippi. You know, as we get into the salacious story that The Post ran about Giselle and Tom Brady having a massive fight and a falling out, maybe it answers where was Brady for those 11 days. You know, there was a lot of speculation. Was somebody sick? Maybe it had something to do with some marital strife. One thing I will say is you, not just you, Pritch, but you, Mm -hmm. if anyone, any vocation gets in a massive fight with their significant other then heads to work, it's going to have an impact. And Mm -hmm. I'll put it this way. Remember Aaron Rodgers up in San Francisco a few years ago in the postseason where he had that terrible body language. He was kind of laconic and just and we've realized later that he was going through some relationship issues. And he's an emotional guy, Rodgers, and it looked like it carried over into the playoff game. I think this is important as a better, as opposed to just brushing something like this off. Again, you have to look into every variable, even if we're you know, projecting what's happening with the Brady relationship. But right. again, this is a Bucks team Pritch that's sitting 11 and a half on the season win total. Your second betting favorite at seven to one to win a championship. Your conference favorite, your division favorite there, minus two fifty. And it's a team, the expectations are to win a Super Bowl. So that's where that's where we sit with the Bucs. And if this Tom Brady, their best player, is having issues. This is a problem.
5: Yeah, it is a problem. With uh, expected to win a Super Bowl with a new coach, Todd Bowles. Uh, on top of that, offensive yep. line issues because of injuries, uh, not uh, like issues, issues, but injuries. Right, and um, it seems like it's just different around Tom Brady. It seems like Brady uh, is different, right? Uh, a departure uh, of Tom Brady from what we know of Tom. Like up in New York, excuse me, New England. Uh, if Tom Brady is a, is a Patriot going through this issue. I'd brush it aside, right? Because of that culture, because of Belichick, and because of continuity, because of everything around him at the time, Josh McDaniels, uh, Skarniecki, offensive line coach, I mean, they would figure it out. But this is different because Tom Brady is going to have to figure everything out with a new head coach and a different team around him than he once had when he won the Super Bowl. Uh, And so there's a lot of moving parts right there. We call that fluid, right? And it's always uh, changing. It's evolving for Tom Brady. So I don't know when it's going to be settled, right? I mean, when is Tom Brady going to settle down, not only as a person in his personal life, but on the field as a quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? And for me, uh, that is giving me pause. I'm pumping the brakes in terms of betting this team. I got to see it, Uh, Patrick. I got to see it come together here for uh, Tampa Bay.
4: Well, there's a lot of variables, and then I want to get into maybe your eight-plus-year career where you've seen players affected by outside drama, Mm -hmm. but the offensive line is in shambles right now. You nailed it with the injuries. Remember, Sue and JPP gone. They got younger on the defensive front. Now, the wide receivers are great. We understand the skill position. They've got great linebackers and White and David. They Mm -hmm. add Logan Ryan to the secondary. Like This is 11-and-a-half we're sitting on the board at DraftKings. The expectations are sky-high. I mean, look at the week one opener in Dallas on that Sunday night, Tampa Bay at Dallas, Dallas, the expectations are sky high. Tampa is favored on the road, open two, they're laying a point and a half on the road week one at Dallas. So again, it's the expectations and you can you have to think this is Brady's swan song. I don't want to project or, you know, but you, you wonder at 45, was he coming back for another run? But there are questions, specifically right. on the offensive front, for this
5: team. Well, there is uh, there's a there's a ton of questions, really. Uh, to be honest with you, Patrick, and um, I think from a continuity standpoint, you don't have that. Uh, Tom Brady got out there and got his feet wet in preseason, probably because this is his escape. I mean, uh, we all need an escape, right? And and I think if you're having some issues at home, remember, remember. As a I mentioned this before, as a as a player, you're selfish. And, and, you know, a lot of family dynamics, and and I've been through this myself, you know, the family is the ones who sacrifice. It's not Tom Brady who's sacrificing, right? And and so right now, uh, Tom's got to deal with that ish. You know, it's it's different what he said at the podium, (laughs) but he's right. He's got to deal with that. Uh, and, And so that can be difficult. And he's 45. I mean, he's got uh, a child with somebody else and so you got that dynamic and then you got Giselle too that once you're behind home. Uh, so, man, I I give him a ton of credit if he can navigate through this-ish, uh, certainly on top of trying to be highly competitive on, on the football field. It's
4: hilarious that you mentioned, you just made me think, like this is a different Brady than we saw with the Patriots. Right. Just a completely different human being with the brand extension And even the quote, I mean, I can't stop saying when somebody asks me to do something, I can't stop quoting. I just say I'm 44 years old. I'm dealing with a lot of S right now. Like (laughs) that is my favorite quote of all time. But that's not a quote you would have seen from Tom Brady if he's under the spell of Bill Belichick. It's just he's he looked different. And I I don't want to get into that when he was at the podium the other day. He looked gaunt. And so I'm literally just bringing up variables that betters could look into. He looked gaunt. Um, and if this is true, now let's get to some let's get to some examples. Right. Um, your time, you spent a lot. You spent a lot of years in the NFL, and you spent a lot of years in locker rooms. Mm-hmm. You watched guys. There's 53 of them. There's mood changes. You watched mm-hmm. guys come in and be affected by outside drama.
5: Yeah, I mean, come on. Everybody knows the the, the I guess the most vivid drama that you could ever see is when somebody's house gets burned down, right? I mean. Uh, you know, you're thinking, teammate, or, yeah, you're thinking about a teammate, or you're thinking about a teammate, and we're all driving home, and lo and behold, like, somebody's house is on fire. It's near your house, by the way, and all of a sudden it's Andre Risen's house. So, uh, I mean, there's drama with that, right? I mean, everybody kind of knows the story uh, that goes along with that. But along the way, there's been so many other uh, behind the scenes things that never get out, uh, and you're, you're proud that they never get out, and you're, you're hopeful, and you're, and you're glad that they never get out. You're thankful for that. Uh, but this is getting out for Tom. And and so now you have to deal with it publicly. Like internally, you can deal with it, whether or not somebody's wife breaks into, not breaks into, but storms into the locker room and, 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 <laughs> and looks for their husband, right? I mean, this stuff goes on more than you know. Uh, but this is the dynamic, right? This is a lot of stuff that doesn't get out there. Uh, I, I guess that's my whole point of this. This is getting out there. Uh, for Tom, and and so this is he's going to have to deal with it that way, not only privately but publicly. Uh, and you wonder how that affects him. Say he has a bad game, uh, are people going to pepper him with questions? Hey, what's going on at home? I mean, uh, it's out there, right? And and I think uh, if if somebody's doing their job, uh, they might ask him about his personal life along the way this season.
4: You nailed it, Pritch. First off, shout to Lefty left eye lopez who rest in peace unfortunately arrested yeah. rest in yeah. peace who unfortunately did try to burn down andre Risen's house just one note on that you you lived near him so you yeah. saw this go down
5: yeah um yeah was wild. And, and you know afterwards you look andre looked completely different afterwards i mean you, you I, nobody wants to go through something like that and again it's publicly right it's public and, and so Uh, Just you you, want to rally around him. You want to be supportive. And I'm sure the Buccaneers are going to do that with Tom and uh, rally around him. There's a fly in the studio, by the way. (laughs) I didn't know that. You're dealing with drama. You're dealing (laughs) dealing with with drama. drama. You're still performing. I know. And it's on the microphone right now, too. But, uh, (laughs) you know, it's crazy that you just can't be distracted. uh, Right. And we're just talking about that. So uh, a fly just distracted me. Tom Brady uh, going through this with his personal life. But, you know, Andre Risen. Uh, for as great of a player and as strong uh, as a, of a human being that he is or was at that time it was still devastating right and, and you're going through that publicly too so uh, I, I think from that standpoint uh, I, I just don't know how Tom Brady's gonna react nobody does
4: the you said something before the show and I think it's very true this is gonna it's a long season right Brady's gonna be answering questions right. that is a distraction and you know it does appear within that circle, as you mentioned before the show started off the air, that there does appear to be some leaks within that inner circle. So this may not be the last of what we get from Brady in the drama. Again, this is project. We're just projecting, mm-hmm. but we're taking a look and trying as better is trying to understand every variable.
5: Well, do you ask yourself this question? Why did he announce his retirement? Maybe, you know, he was probably, um, uh, the conversation took place within the household to announce your retirement. But then people behind the scenes were like, Oh, he's really not going to retire. That kind of thing. I mean, Who knows? There's, there's a reason for everything uh, and always comes out later. Uh, And the fact that you can't sweep it under the rug or keep it away from you. uh, And all of a sudden now it's publicly public. You're going to have to deal with it. Uh, And that's all I'm saying about Tom Brady. We'll see how he deals with it. Like I said, if, if he's dealing with it, okay. And he's truly okay. Then as a better, we're going to be able to recognize that though. Yep. Well put again, 11 and a half on the box over at
4: DraftKings right now the number Tampa Bay at Dallas that's week 1 that's Sunday night Tampa is laying 2 you know it's interesting you got a shop for the best number if you want to bet on Tampa or Dallas because you got one at a couple of shops you got two at a couple of shops right. so that number is fluctuating um First off, Waterfalls was a certified banger. Right. TLC was legit. Right. Left eye was my girl, R.I.P. Yeah. And secondly, the most impressive part of that 10 minutes was you dealing with that fly.
5: Oh, you like that, huh? I tried to play it <laughs> off. I did. But it got too close <laughs> to the mouth, and I was like, okay, if this fly goes down my throat, I'm in trouble. It's
4: disgusting. <laughs> right. The irony we were talking about Tom Brady betting and distractions, and a fly literally landed on your mic was just too perfect. Will Hill is next.
6: You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael
0: Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
4: OK, the first inning, of course, Major League Baseball is unpredictable, but you can play an NRFI, no run first inning wager with confidence at BetMGM. Make a no run first inning prop bet. On any Friday Major League Baseball game, if only one run is scored in the first, you're gonna get your stake back and free bets up to 20 bucks. That's awesome. It's a great deal over at the King of Sportsbooks. That's right. Simply place a no run first inning bet. No runs in the first, no problem. One run is scored, you get 20 bucks back. It's pretty damn good, right? It's a new offer. Uh, you gotta be 21 years or older. Remember, 1 800 Gambler, if you have a gambling issue, it's not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Okay, as we welcome you back, remember here at VSIN, when you become a VSIN pro, We give you pro tips. You get 20 a day. You get one every hour across the shows. And what's fascinating, at VEASAN Live, we got a text from a gentleman named Neil. And he asked, and this is what we love about the audience. They're so excited about the new pro tips as well. He asked, can we get a pro tip from Mike Pritchard on how you are building your NFL portfolio in comparison to your Major League Baseball portfolio? Key factors, built-in similarities, differences. Go Buffs. So hold on to that. I'll I'll have you answer that. But we bring in our buddy, Will Hill here, of course, VEASAN contributor, and we say hi to Will. Will, how are you feeling today, my man? It's good to see you. Patrick, Pritch,
6: nice to see you guys. Thanks for having me.
4: Fresh, Freshly shaven across <laughs> the book I mean, not, you got no hair anywhere,
6: bro. It was hot here on the East Coast for a while. It's cooling down a little bit, but I mean, it, it was relentless here. Uh, not that I'm going to get sympathy from anyone on the West Coast, but man, it was brutally hot here on the East Coast for a long time this summer. Mm.
4: You know, I love you. I just want to follow up. Um,
6: you're feeling good about Judge. How are you feeling about your Yankees? Oh, what's there to like? I mean, the, there's just so many issues. And we knew when they were playing so well, you knew they weren't quite that good. But uh, I don't know that they're this bad. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. You look up, it's five in the loss column now. They get Tampa six times over the next week or so. They, I, I still think they'll hold on. But, I mean, you can't have any faith once you get to the postseason. I've been saying, hey, October, everyone's zero and zero. You put Cole on the mound. And, you, know, you start fresh, start anew. It's just hard to see them making a deep run. They're just such a flawed team.
5: Will is crazy to think about too—the fact that they had such a, a huge lead in that division, but yet you just mentioned it—they got Tampa uh, along the way here. They only got what a six-game lead right now uh, in that division, thirty-one games, I believe. I mean, are they going to even hang on for that situation? I think they will. I think
6: they will still thirty-one. If you just play five hundred, you make Tampa have to really, you know, put up a good number mm-hmm. to beat you. But, boy, I mean, you lose every day. I mean, they had a stretch here Oakland. The Angels, you thought they could get 5-2, and 4-3 and three, and sort of clear this stretch. And they struggled against the A's. They struggled against the Angels. They had that little five-game winning streak that made you think they were out of it. They're just so inconsistent day-to-day, week-to-week. You don't know what you're getting. This team is fully capable of blowing this. I don't think they will, but they're fully capable of completing this meltdown. Speaking of divisions,
4: as we transition with Will Hill over to the NFL, NFC East, it's so funny how perception can drive a market. And your boy Goulet's uh, Cowboys are now tied over at DraftKings in division. Will, Cowboys sitting plus 150. The Eagles also sitting plus 150. The Commanders 5-1 to one, and the Giants 8-1. to one. Bad juice right now in vibes with the Commanders, Giants, and Cowboys. All of the juice in the Eagles. A locker room right now.
6: Yeah, it was a matter of time before these numbers just sort of met up because it was just pulling closer, pulling closer all summer. And now you look around at a lot of the shops, they're just about dead even. I understand the Cowboys with the regression with turnovers. They led the league in takeaways last year, I think 34, which is a ridiculous number. Harder schedule, issues at receiver. Philly's everyone's favorite team. I, I don't know that I'm betting this. I don't know. Could you talk me into Washington at 5 to 1? Maybe. I know there's some people think dayball with the Giants can bring in plus 750. I would still lean towards the Cowboys. Nothing. I'm crazy about betting though. I just, I'm not with everybody else with the Philly love. seems like everybody's on Philly. I'm not quite buying it just because of the quarterback.
5: You know, well, it's interesting because I, I picked the Cowboys to win that division. I didn't bet it though. Um, I am interested in the Eagles. Cause I might have uh, uh, regrets about picking the Cowboys winning that division. And here's why uh, as a player, uh, we know that it's a get better league, right? I mean, we're not going to change our playbook. We're not going to change what we do, but are we going to get better? And so the Eagles on paper got better, right? And and to me, the Cowboys, they have not gotten better. And I just wonder, uh, as a better, do you look at things like that? Or are you certainly just looking at uh, situations, uh, some of the data points that you are also focusing in on uh, when you're focusing on the Cowboys?
6: Yeah, I try to look at everything. I just look at who
5: Philly beat last year. Right. It was a lot of bad it teams. Gross. It was a lot of the yeah, Detroit's gross. of the world. 100% nobody right. good. And okay. every time
6: they stepped up in competition, I, mean, I don't know if we'll talk about Notre Dame, Ohio State. Remind me a little of Notre Dame, where every time they step up in competition, Philly, I mean, they go to Tampa, they're down 31-0 before you can blink in a playoff game. They were sort of outclassed against the better teams. And uh, It's funny, you you said you picked the Cowboys. I don't think I've heard anyone pick the Cowboys. It's it's America's team. They're always a popular betting team in the market. Nobody seemed to pick them. I'll join you. I'll pick the Cowboys here. Mm.
4: John Goulet and Mike Pritchard on an Island with the Cowboys. (laughs) Uh, We were just talking salaciousness. You're always into the gossip. Will Hill, the bucks are minus two fifty in division over at DraftKings in the South for good reason. I think the saints could be good. Carolina's got a little juice in their corner right now. The Falcons may not win a football game. The bucks, you fade them. They're sitting 11 and a half. And what do you think about the Brady drama?
6: i love to fade him, but it's been a strange offseason. He's 45. He retires, unretires, gets the coach fired, disappears for 10 days. And this is a guy that demands so much from his his teammates. Then he disappears for two weeks. I know he's Brady. He can do what he wants. But it's definitely been strange. They have injuries on the offensive line. No more Gronkowski. No more Antonio Brown. Godwin's hurt. I would certainly look towards the under in terms of the win total. Can Carolina? I, I think Carolina is a good bet 11-1. to 1. I don't know that they can win the division, but I think they can get to a point where it's at least competitive enough where maybe you can cash out or, or hedge back. I do like Carolina. I think they have a good defense, a pretty good quarterback. Uh, McCaffrey, for as long as he's going to stay healthy, I, I like Carolina. Remember, they were 3 0 last year against an easy schedule, but I think there is a little bit of value on Carolina. I know some people are high on the Saints. I, I just I don't know what to expect from Brady. I mean, betting against Brady is usually a bad bet, but at some point here, he's 45. The weapons around him, you got to have some concern about him falling off a cliff here.
5: I know, to make the playoffs too, good plus money situation there for Carolina. To follow up on that, Will, uh, like Brady, the issues, the team, the dynamic, the injuries, and then the Saints. They're one key injury away from everything falling apart too, and I don't want to mention it, but uh, it's with the quarterback, right? I mean, uh, I I talked to a number of people that say that the Saints could be that surprise team, but they have to hope that Jameis can stay healthy for the entire season. Uh, But one play away from that makes – Carolina, highly intriguing, I think, in that division.
6: Yeah, and it's a it's a good roster for the Saints. I just I'm a big f- fan of Sean Payton as a coach, and okay. I don't know. You take away that play calling, I don't know if the roster is going to look as good. Uh, they do own Tampa. You know, they've killed Tampa ever since Brady got there. It's funny, except for that one playoff game where. Brady got him in New Orleans in that shortened that pandemic year, I should say. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I could see New Orleans being a pretty good team. I just think for the value, I would go Carolina. Mm-hmm. All that being said, Tampa still probably wins the division.
4: And before we say goodbye, you're big time on Oregon at Georgia. Catching, you can find a 17 that's equal to what Ohio
6: State's laying up in Columbus. You like Oregon? Quack quack. Yes, I do. I the coach knows the Georgia team. Uh, I think they're really good. Both sides of the ball up front. You never know what you're getting with Bo Nix, but at least he's played against Georgia. He's seen the SEC speed. I think that's just a big number. It's a lot of points. It's funny. I love college football. It's so much fun to watch, to bet. I'm giddy that it's back, but there is no parity whatsoever. You look at Ohio State, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is the fifth team in the country. They're 17-point underdogs. It's just there's so much imbalance. It's the same three or four teams, but uh, I'm happy it's back. I do like Oregon here, plus the points.
4: Okay. Listen,
6: you're very valuable. You know we love you
4: here at VEASAN, and we appreciate you, Will Hill. Thank you very much. Patrick, thanks for having me, guys. Nice to see you. Okay. I, w- I wanted to just say goodbye to Will with two minutes left because mm-hmm. I want to get to the pro tip uh, in the next hour that was sent in to us at VEASAN Live on Twitter for Pritch. I'll just say this. I always say the two most important qualities for a professional better or just a better that's going to profit, timing and temperament. What do I mean by timing? You got to get the best of the number. Timing the market is so important, but also temperament. Not getting out of your shoes, not chasing, not going on tilt, not making bad bets because you just lost one. Those two qualities, Pritch, timing and temperament. And I'll say this as far as our pro tip today. Remember, you get 20 a day across the board here at v Pro tip today would be last night was a time to lay off. If you liked Pitt, you lay off because you got could have got 6.5 and, and it closed 7.5. The game finishes a 7-point differential. So you lost the bet because you got the worst of the number. If you wanted to bet Pitt, you got to time it. It was six and a half on the opener. So that's the pro tip today there, Pritch.
5: Sorry about that, Patrick. I mean, I've learned that along the way, too. I mean, certainly the pro tips are going to be so valuable to everybody out there. Uh, And as for me, uh, I mean, that's how I flattened my learning curve when it came to sports betting. Uh, And so two years, a little over two years into this, uh, feeling pretty confident uh, about all the pro tips that we're offering here. But certainly all the information uh, that we give each and every day right here at Decent.
4: You have to be a VEASAN pro to get the pro tips. And it, the the way that we've laid it out, I really mm-hmm. give credit to everybody behind the scenes. The new look on the website and the way that we've laid out for VEASAN pro subscribers, it's really aesthetically pleasing and easy to navigate. So... It's just really easy. 20 pro tips a day. It's going to make you more sophisticated and better. Better. You know, I always, I think temperament for you is probably your best quality. Because do you ever get mad, Pritch? Do you ever get mad?
5: You know what? I left it on the field, Patrick. How about that? I did. There's times that if I was the football player in life today, I wouldn't be in this chair right now. Well we are gonna to transition to football because you should be mad
4: that your buffs are catching 14 at home hosting TCU. That's next here at Lombardi line.